Pod's back. Double dip of an episode. Joined by the long-haired incel himself. Whoa. <laughs> you know, before this, I said you can think of something funny to say. And that's all you came up with was you called me an incel? You just look like you haven't... You, you kind of look like the Joker. Like Heath Ledger Joker? Either. No. You look like Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Dude, Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Very underrated. Great movie. Was it, though? Yeah, absolutely. That was an awesome movie. I don't know, man. Like, Are you kidding me? Tough, tough on the mental health crowd. Like that's a tough one, dude. It, it tackles the real problems. What's the real problems? Mental health. Government funded is is underfunded. Government funded mental health is underfunded. Yeah, dude. If we want to really get into it, we got to start a new podcast, though. <laughs> I don't think we can take up any more time. Anyway, <laughs> two weeks of results. Two weeks worth of results in a week. It must be December in the Premier League. Uh, midweek games are taking over. I feel like there's going to be midweek games forever for here on out now. Uh, actually, as I say that, this week you got the Caribbean Carabao Cup playing and there's no midweek games at all. So right, but next week we have. I must be capping, as the kids say. He's been using that incorrectly no. for like the past five days. It's kind of like the meme where it says wrong answers only. That's what I've been doing. Yeah, but he says it right sometimes and he looks at me and goes, that was right, right? <laughs> And I go, yeah, John, that was right. Very I'm, good. I'm old man yells at cloud right now. It's, it's fucking sick. But let's get back to the main topic of this pod. Yes, sir. Which is the Premier League. We're going to do it a little bit different this week. Like I said, double dip of games. We're going to go bottom to top for every team in the Prem, how they did the past two weeks, where we think they're at. This is kind of like a mid-season physical. Like We're, we're assessing... If there's anything wrong, if someone has testicular cancer, shit like that, Whoa. we're checking it out. We're we're gonna see where teams are at. Are they overperforming? Are they underperforming? Cup, are they performing at all? Cup the balls, have a cough. Yep, you know, there you see go. How you're doing, and that's how we're gonna run this one down this time. Uh, anything to start with? You got you got any any big news? Um, Arsenal lost again. Yeah. So, Mikel Arteta is soon to be not the, the manager of Arsenal anymore. You think, do you think he'll be out before we're done with this podcast? Recording <laughs> at 8.03 on Tuesday night. Um, no, he's he's done by... He's got two more games. If he doesn't... You literally said earlier today, oh, if they score four goals, he's done. I said 4 nil. Uh, they so, got a goal. So and also, they shouldn't have got one of the goals because their keeper literally just dropped the ball into the goal. Pretty much. But... I think he has two more games. If he loses those both those games, he is uh, donezo. I think he's out anyway. I think I think there is a pretty good chance if we have Twitter open right now, we're going to see that he's gone Ooh. before the end of this. Hit us so with the make intro, and I'll check. All right. Let's get started. And at the bottom of the table, as it's been this way for, I want to say, the entire 12 time. of the 14 weeks so far, we have Sheffield United. But is this a resurgent? Sheffield United, first week or first game of these double dip weeks, three to two to Manchester United took the L, but only three days later faced off against Brighton and Hove Albion, tied one one for their second point of the year. Michael, I personally think two goals against United and a result just getting points. Sheffield's on the up. I mean. Y- you say that, and then you also, in the same breath, said their second point of the year. Yeah. Um. So really, worst start to any Premier League team 
ever. Yes. So it's really hard to do any worse than they're doing. So I guess any result is on the up. Mm-hmm. Um, I did pick them to beat United mm-hmm. just because, you know, for the lulls. I wanted, I wanted them to beat United. For the Bants. For the Bants. But, yeah. I mean, I think I knew deep down in my heart they had no chance. Um, I mean, I always say, like, why the fuck are we talking about shitty teams? Um, this is probably a great week to be like, hey, let's not talk as much about shitty teams. Yeah, let's not talk uh, a ton about Sheffield. Um, I mean, what, like, what do you, what, what do you highlight about Sheffield United? I think what you highlight, and they're the start of this highlight, is that the bottom of the barrel teams in the rally zone, mm-hmm. they got some points this past two weeks. They did, which and, is, and they'll ahead. they'll get they'll get some points because of the congestion. There will be results that are kind of weird. I mean. To be honest, though, there have been results that have been weird all year, but this is kind of when it gets congested, where the, the bigger teams, they don't have a week to prepare. They don't, they can't just completely overpower you with skill and uh, talent, etc. Like, this is kind of the dog days right now. Yep. And they'll get some points, but, I mean, they have two points after uh, 14 weeks. Mm-hmm. I think they still have a game in hand, right? Or do they? No, need? no, they do no? not. Okay, so 14 weeks, they have two points. I mean, doesn't matter. Let's put this statistic out there. Sheffield United still five points behind the 19th place team and 10 points behind being safe. So No chance. Literally no chance. But with the bottom of the barrel teams getting points, it's a nice transition into maybe the team that got the biggest point of all of this in 19th place. We have West, West Bromwich Albion sitting on seven. Their two games this past week, a 1-1 draw against Manchester City, which <laughs> for an entire 12 hours I had to be put on suicide watch. And then a Jesus. 3-0 loss to, to Aston Villa. fucking dark. Yeah, Christ. incels and suicide watch. It's fine. 3-0 loss to Aston Villa. Again, they're getting points. Um, got a one. They got one point. They got a point. Yeah, but they got. I mean, but it is. Let's look at the form, man. Like it is a point. That's saying something, and it's against a team that they should have no business getting a point from. They also got a red card in the Villa game in the thirty-sixth minute, and had I think two shots on goal against Villa. Dude, I mean, we were watching the. No, sorry, one total shot. Yeah. On goal, not or one, yeah, one on goal. That was it. Um, we were watching the city game, and I, I think sixty minutes into the game, you just are sitting there watching, and I'm kind of like watching you and the game. Yeah, and I just you just under your breath go, I hate this team, I hate this team. Talking about city, not about West Brom, which we'll get to that uh, when we get to the city one. But yeah, I, I think the story with the the one one tie is actually more of a story about City than it is about West Brom because, obviously, if you can have that good result and then turn around and get absolutely thrashed by Aston Villa, uh-huh. 3-0, um, there's not much going on. But to get to the safety zone, they have to get... They're, they're five points out right now, and matches coming up. Liverpool leads Arsenal, which... not I mean, that's not a... Uh, that's not a not total a L. Game. Not a total L. Um Wolves, West Ham, and then the West Brom. Oh, they play Man City. Sorry, I'm, I'm like reading this wrong. They don't play a team in the relegation zone with them until Fulham on January 30th. So, Damn. some tough ties coming up. Arsenal is actually probably the least tough out of all of these, which is so crazy to say. But um, 
you know, still tough sledding moving forward for for West Bromwich Albion. Right. Um, can we? Can, I mean, like like well, I said, I was just gonna say, with that being the only game they have against a bottom of the barrel team being Fulham, transition nicely into the 18th place Cottagers. The on 10 points. The best of the three by far. Well, this is what's crazy. If you look, Fulham's taken points from four of the last five games, mm-hmm. and their place in the table has gotten worse. Yeah, true. Which is crazy. So their two results, nil-nil tie a uh, against Brighton, um, which both of those teams were probably hoping to, to just scour three points out of one of them. Like, that's, a, that's maybe a six-point swing game. It's better that neither one of them lost, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. you want to come away with something there. And then a 1-1 tie with Newcastle. Those are the two results of this past week. Um, what do you got for the Cottagers here? Because, uh, to be totally honest, this is the best they've looked and the best football they've played in the past month. Uh, and they're still in the relegation zone. Yeah. Um, they have looked pretty good. The only issue, the only reason they're in a worse, worse position is because the team below them is actually playing really well. Yep. Um, believe it or not. Uh, I mean, Fulham, again, you know, they had a couple results. Tied Newcastle, tied Brighton, tied Liverpool, uh, beat Leicester, and you sit there and you go, oh, okay, that's like a mid-table team. The issue is that they're bound to go on a streak where they just lose four or five games yeah. in a row. I mean, they got Southampton next. Then they got uh, Spurs, Burnley. That'll be a big one. Uh, Chelsea, Man United. Okay, that's pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. I think if you're looking at the bottom, I mean, every team that the bottom teams play are better than them. You know, in theory, they're higher on the table. That's just how it is. But I mean, those are teams that are like, you know, aside from maybe Burnley, are just way better than them. Yeah. Um. So they're gonna have to have. I mean, but like we said, you know, they tied Liverpool. They beat Leicester. They can do it. I think it's just going to be a matter of defense. They score goals, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, it's got to keep keep some goals out, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they just have to hope that this run of form with Scott Parker continues because it, it they have been playing well. Um, it's just unfortunate that the teams around them have also just picked up points as they have. One thing that we didn't mention uh, with West Brom, Slavin Bilic is gone. Oh, yeah, shit, I forgot. So he got the tie against City and then got sacked. Big Sam Allardyce. Oh shit, they're they're through, dude. Back at it. They again. might go top six. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sick. Sammy so, A. So so Big Sam's Boulevard back in back in the Prem with West Brom. That'll be a, an interesting storyline to see if he can save them, salvage another Premier League season. The team that is just out of the relegation safe. zone. Just safe on twelve points. Mm-hmm. Brighton and Hove Albion, both of them, our favorite bottom of the table team. I love for them. sure. Uh, their two results this past week: a tie against Fulham that we just aforementioned, and then a one-one tie against Sheffield, which we also mentioned prior. You have to be a bit disappointed. Oh, for sure. Because we just said you don't want to leave these games with no points, mm-hmm. but this team definitely had has what it takes to have won both those games. And they could have been sitting on 16 right now, ahead of Arsenal, at the heels of Leeds in around 15th place, and now they're only two points safe. Here's the thing, right? So we sit in there and talk like Fulham. It's crazy that Fulham beat Leicester 2-1, right? Yeah. That's cr- that's nuts. 
Um, it's even kind of crazy, and not if you watch the game, but it's crazy that they got a point from Liverpool. Because, um, I mean, they dominated a lot of that game. The thing with Brighton is you can see on the on the field how good they are. How and, good they could be. Well, But they are. like They, they perform well consistently. Yeah. And they just never seem to get over the hump. I mean, they have two, like what, two or three wins? I'm trying to look at their whole run of games. It's just draw, draw, loss, draw, win, draw, loss, loss, draw, draw. I mean, they just get a shit ton of draws. Yeah. They can't ever turn it into a win. They can't ever get like three points instead. If they can pull off two wins, I mean, I think they're safe. They just need two wins. And if I'm looking at any of those four teams, every single time they play, I go, Brain has a shot. Brain has a shot. And they yeah. just never take it. They're they're in almost every game. I feel like now three no Leicester, not, yeah. not a good look. But, no. but for the most part, they're they're in just about every game that they play. Mm-hmm. Um I do think that I still think that the team that we're going to talk about here in a minute is still at risk of, of going down more than Brighton is for some reason. I don't know why. Um, and I think Fulham maybe gets out of the relegation zone too. Uh, but it, it is interesting. It's it's I, When I lo- looked at these two, the, this Fulham and then Sheffield coming up, I was like, damn, Brighton can basically seal their fate in the, in the league in these two, two games. They need two wins. Yeah, but I, I, but this is the thing, right? If you showed me, if if West Ham or sorry, if new uh new Jesus Christ West Brom, I'm yeah, sorry, new Brom, yeah. if West Brom was playing uh West Ham, Arsenal, Wolves, uh Man City, I would be like, oh, those are all losses. Even to Arsenal, I'd be like, that's probably a loss. But instead, Brighton is playing West Ham, Arsenal, Wolves, and Man City next, and part of me thinks they could win two of these games. Well, I mean, they they play Man City well. I feel like they, I think they could play Man City well. I think they could play West Ham well. I think they could just straight up beat Arsenal and Wolves. Yeah. I mean, Wolves, it seems like Wolves is either unreal or pretty average. So, but they just have this kind of about about them that I think they're pretty good, but they just never get over the hump. I yeah. Guess. And then the, the, the next biggest game for them, too, January 26th, they're going to face off against Fulham again. Need to have three points out of that. It's at the Amex. So. Yeah, Brighton have the most draws in the league. Yep. Wow. Six, right? Yeah, you guys have five. Yeah, we're, we're trash. Um, <laughs> 16th place, the team that might be the hottest in the Prem right now. Coming off of that 1-0 win against Arsenal, they followed it up with a 0-0 tie against Aston Villa and then shocked the NAFTA boys here in Ohio with a 2-1 win at Wolves. I'm talking about... The turf more legends. The Clarets. Big Burnley. Big Burn Burn. Sean Deitch has the team rolling right now. Um, rolling. All, all the way out of the relegation zone on 13 points. A game in hand still as oh, well. Shit. True. Um, and, you know, I think it's tough to play in turf more. I, I think that Burnley always plays really, really hard. And it's a, it's a difficult game to win. But what's going on with with the Clarets now that they are out of the bottom three? Um, still a 5-0 uh, a shellacking for Man City not so long ago. But they, like you said, draw against Everton. Their last four games, draw against Ever- Everton, win Arsenal, draw Aston Villa, win Wolves. The Wolves game, they, I mean, they really did look pretty good. They did the classic Burnley thing where they just play defense, 
uh, put one in the box, hope they get a header, and that's how they basically got both of their goals. One was a header, one was a rebound in. Um, there's something to be said, I guess, about how they've been in the Premier League pretty long. Uh, they're kind of not a staple, I would say, but they seem to, seem to do pretty well. Not so long ago, they were in Europa League, uh, even if it was just the qualifiers. I, on the other hand, uh, opposed to you, John, I still think Fulham's going to go down, and I think Burnley will be saved. Just because I think they know how to get it done yeah, kind of dirty a little bit. So your bottom three is what it is right now? Yes. Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield. Yes. I hope Brighton isn't there, but I can't deny that they are very close. Yeah. I I think it ends up being Sheffield, Sheffield United, West Brom, and Burnley. I I, I think this is just a flash in the pan. I have no real reason to think that, but I, I just for some reason, all right, all right, Burnley goes down. What if so they got Leeds, Sheffield United, mm-hmm. and then Fulham? Mm-hmm. All right, what if they, if they do a double against Sheffield and Fulham, they're safe. Okay, so they could lose the Leeds and then win the next two. Oh yeah, and they will the... lose the Leeds. You think so? Uh huh. Leeds is not playing well at all, but I think they will. Oh. You think they could do? It? Do you think they get nine out of nine? I think they can get seven. I think they. At least, I mean, they could get. I think seven. they at least get five. Yeah, five. Oh, you think they? So you think they're not okay? You you got the math in your head. You did it. Listen, the the hamster wheel was turning really fast on that one. I think I they're either going to get two draws and a win, or, or two, two wins. wins and a loss. Okay, yeah. with six points, they're safe. Oh, I think so. They get, like, if they get the... How is that so, though? How are we, like... Well, it's because you have It's who one they're t- playing, too. It's, yeah, it's because you have one Sheffield. team that's so fucking bad. And and they're, like, like, like you just said, historically bad right now. Okay? So, normally... Think about, like, Norwich last year, right? Norwich had, like, seven points at this point, And they were the bottom team. Yeah. Okay? So, now you're thinking West Brom is, like, the bottom. Really? Like how it normally would be. So if you can get thirteen points ahead of them, or however many points ahead of them, but they're not they're like it's ten now. Like to be safe, you have to I, do better than ten. Right, right. But I'm saying I, they have thirteen right now. Burnley have thirteen. Yeah. So if they can get six points, they're at twenty. So they're like twelve, thirteen points ahead of the worst team. Yeah. I mean, that's your because it's not even just that. Oh, Burnley could lose the rest of their games, but. West Brom have to win some. Well, too. The, the the biggest thing of this though is with the, the the schedule coming up. Yeah, they play Fulham. Fulham, that Fulham game is going to be big. Yeah, whoever wins that one, obviously, and this is us stating like very obvious facts. Whoever wins that game has a much easier, better road to not be relegated for sure. Yeah, I um, mean, which the, would be a good game. The thing is, if Sheffield can beat them though, is there any like? What what happens if sorry to go back to Sheffield even though I said let's not talk about mm-hmm. them if by the end of the season Sheffield is not in the relegation zone they're safe what like is that probably the best ever comeback has to be right if they're at the worst position right now yeah it's the best ever comeback yeah I think with how bad West I mean but Fulham's not that bad I guess I don't know if they come back that'll be fucking incredible I think. It's, it's, it's crazy to say this because my team just tied them, but I think West Brom's pretty damn bad, too. Yeah, I agree. So I think these two teams are just not good at all. Right. And I think the the 
the big relegation battle, as we said, for now, is just Fulham, Brighton, Burnley. And then, at 15, oh, a team fuck. that actually really has to be on high alert right now. Actual suicide. Traditional, problem. yeah. Traditional power, London team, Arsenal. Two games during this little stretch, a 2-1 loss to Everton, and then a 1-1 tie to Southampton. Today they played Man City in the Caribbean Carabao Cup for one loss. Um, but the Southampton game first, the Everton game next. Uh, what do you what are you thinking? Actually, the Southampton results not that terrible yeah. of, of where they're at in the in the table. But when you're Arsenal and you're playing Southampton, you'd expect to win. True. Um, I have no idea what the fuck is going on with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a big proponent or believer or whatever of Arteta, and I thought he was really going to, like, turn it around. I guess turn it around, but I thought he was just going to, you know, he was a good coach, he had good tactics, he had good ideas. I thought that was going to help them because, you know, Arsenal have good players. Mm-hmm. I think I'm actually just fucking wrong about that. I think that they don't have that good of players. Yep. And I think that he's probably not that great of a coach. So I've said for the past, I want to say like five weeks, four weeks, whatever it may be, is like, you know, Arteta probably in the same vein as Pep. Like, have a bad defense. It's going to be really tough for him to be successful. But Arsenal scored 12 goals all season. We are in the 14th. They've played 14 games. That's very bad. There are only three teams that have scored less Scored less than them. It is Burnley, West Brom, and Sheffield United. Yikes. And Sheffield United has the least amount tied with Burnley with eight. They're only four better than that. There is no reason, no reason whatsoever, that a team with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and Alexander Lacazette. And Nicolas Pepe. Nicolas Pepe. And Willian. Willian. Keep going. Uh, Gabriel, and, a defender, has their third most amount of goals. And Danny Ceballos, even though I hate him, he plays well sometimes. Yep. And they have uh, Thomas Partey now. Put it this way. They're in the Premier League. There are only six people on their team that have scored a goal. That's really bad. I think this is a really bad team. That's really bad. That's super bad. I think I need... most. Of, I have to go back and look. But I would be willing to bet that my weekly losses, a good majority of them, are me just being like, ah, oh, it's Arsenal, they'll win. You want me to look? I mean, don't do it right now, but oh, okay. like, <laughs> we should take a look at it. But only yeah, scores only scores in the Premier League. Lacazette has three. Aubameyang has three, one of them being a penalty. Dude, he... Gabriel has two. Pepe has two, one being a penalty. Saka has one. And Nketiah Nketiah has one. Dude, um, the thing is, too... I mean, it might just be a, a matter of that team runs on if Aubameyang plays well. I mean, I can't imagine that's the case because they're so bad everywhere else, too. Yeah. Um, But he has been super shitty, too. I mean, ever since the, the game against Liverpool for the Community Shield, we I thought they were going to be really good. I mean, I put them, I think we I had them fifth or sixth, maybe. Yeah. Because I was like, man, they played us pretty well. Pretty much ever since then, it has been just horrible. Horrible, 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 and yeah. they beat man. They beat Man United at Old Trafford this year, and that was like the first time they've done that in you know shit ton of years. And they're sitting at fifteenth in December. 
Yeah, it's crazy. I, I can't believe, too, like, I, I was shitting on their defense the whole time, but goals conceded per match, they're actually the sixth best in the Premier League. Where they're getting, like, obviously their issues is shots on target per match, 3.3, that's 17th. Big chances created, again, we don't know what the fuck that means, but 15th out of uh, the, the 20 teams in the Prem. Um, big chance misses out of the 14 that they've created, they've missed on 12 of them, which... Yikes. Unreal. And then goals per match, they're under one. They're at point nine, which is 17th <laughs> in the league. Uh, it has to be the offense. I just, in general, do think, too, that they are just not a very good team. No. And the other thing that you have to keep in mind, I did just say, hey, the defense isn't as bad as it is, but they have as many red cards as clean sheets this year. Yeah, that was... Um, we're never going to act like we don't watch other people talk about soccer, too. Because, well, like, that just... We should be watching other people talk about soccer, too. Right, but some people are like, oh, I want to have my own opinion. I don't want to be, like, have yeah. somebody else's opinion Those or whatever. Fucking dumb. Yeah, who cares? But, like, th- we were watching the Troops thing yeah. with, when he, with Barstool and how he's, like, fucking hates Arsenal, which I understand completely. Um, it, I don't know. Is it, like, the fact that you have eight red cards uh, since, you know, whenever... Does that have to do with, like, the manager? Because, like, w- one argument is that they're grown-ass men. They can decide if, what they're doing. But it is, like, kind of built on, like, frustration. Like, if you're shitty and you're not playing well and you're not getting set up how you should be and you're in these positions and you just go, fuck it, I'm going to kick someone in the leg or I'm going to yank someone down and get a red card, that kind of is a little bit on Arteta, right? Yeah. And on top of that, having the three red cards, I mean, Hector Bellerin is tied at top for league lead in yellows. He has five already. He's not good. He's bad. He's very bad. He should just go into fashion. Agreed. Why Why not? Like, you might as well. I I, I think this is a just a bad team. I, I think the, the coach is probably not as good as people thought, too, but these players don't know how to play with each other at and, all and are a bad team as well. For a coach that I think really does know how to coach and maybe players that are just underachieving a little bit but here's the thing right oh i'm going to leads okay but hold on yeah on last thing before you make this this perfect uh segue um, below average below average you can't you can't get rid of all the players no i mean you can't over years but what do you, are you going to be bad for four years no they can't you can't do that so what do you do you gotta you either suck it up or you try and find a coach that knows how to coach those guys. Okay, but then you still have shitty guys at your, at your team. It, they're in a bad situation. This is this is not... Because they're yeah. not going to spend either. And no one wants to go there. Yeah. I mean, people do want to go there because it is Arsenal. like, But not the people that you want there as like an Arsenal fan. Yeah, there's no rumors right now of like... Erling Holland wanting to go... Mbappe doesn't want to be like the next Thierry oh and God. go there and like... And then that's top, top, top. But there aren't even there aren't like, even like mid mid range. Like if if you're if you're any team in the Premier League that has cash that doesn't like is trying to find their identity and trying to figure out what to do, I feel like you don't look any further than Germany and you like go and you pillage Dortmund. Yep. And you get those players because they'll sell them to you for sure. It's, you may have to spend a bit, but you're going to at least get a good player. Like, I, I don't know. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, this is obviously saying a shit ton. If if Arsenal rattle off, and I don't know where they'll do this, no. but if they rattle off three wins, 
Oh, they're safe. They're, I mean, they're an eighth. Well, they're, I don't think they're ever really. I'm saying they're they're in seventh eighth. Then they're yeah. right back in the conversation yeah. of. And, and this is the thing. Their next three matches: Chelsea, Brighton, West Brom. We can't say West Brom today for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. Chelsea, Brighton, West Brom. North Brom. There should be six points at the very least, right there. Chelsea, Brighton, and West Brom. Yeah, but see, I could also see Brighton beating them. Oh, I definitely could. And if Brighton beats them, then it's an issue. Like, if I'm just going on Premier League right now, Chelsea, Brighton, West Brom, Palace, Newcastle. If you're an Arsenal fan, those there need to be four wins there. Yeah, true. I agree. I and. They're just really fucking bad. They're they're, they 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 remind me, they remind me of. This is gonna sound super pretentious. They remind me of Liverpool four or five years ago when we were sitting in like ninth, and I was sitting there and watching like United be linked with like really good players and City be linked with really good players and Arsenal even be linked with really good players and then you're like oh you guys want Lucas Leiva and you guys want like Christian Benteke. Granted, Benteke was pretty okay. And I was like, man, are we just going to be shitty? And then we got Klopp. So, I think you got your answer. Right. So, is Mikel Arteta Klopp? No. I think so you need to go to... find a Klopp. Who, but who? Like... I actually think it'd be really interesting, and this is the U.S. bias coming out. I think oh, it'd be shit. really interesting if we went and got the Leipzig coach. Or, not we, if, if Arsenal. Are you an Arsenal fan? Closeted. You're wearing red right now. If we went, if, if they went and got the, uh. You said it again. I know. <laughs> if they went and got the Leipzig coach. Um. I want, I think they should get Allegri. That's another good one, too. I mean, this Pochettino? is the thing. Pochettino? No, oh no shot. Oh my god. There's no shot. They will go never there. get him. No. Well, there's no shot. Alright, fuck Arsenal. To a I'm team, done talking about that. To a team that doesn't need a coach, Leeds United, sitting at 14th on 17 points, their two games during this quick little stretch, kind of a tale of two sides of the coin, a 5-2 thrashing of Newcastle on December 16th, and then a 6-2 getting thrashed by Man United in the rebirth of that little rivalry they have going on there. What do you make of Bielsa's boys in these two this two-game stretch here? All right, ready? Mm-hmm. This is what I make of it. Leeds have given up the most goals in the league. Yep. They don't play defense. No, they do not. And they don't care. They don't care at all. <laughs> they don't give up. This fuck if they don't play defense. Bielsa is Mike D'Antoni of yeah. of the Premier League. The it is, it well, yeah, well, no, actually of the, the Suns. Well oh. No, actually that's a good point. They are not as good as the Steve Nash Suns no. at all. They probably are more on the Rockets level, where they just have a couple of guys that are really dangerous, and that, then if you can neutralize couple, them. Yeah, those first couple of week match weeks, Woo! we were like, damn, bro. Patrick Bamford, yep. he's sick. Uh, Click is sick. They got they got goals in them. They're not going to give up four or five goals. And then you're sitting there like, James Harden, man, he can hit a shot from anywhere. And then they get, they get into some tough games, the playoff games, you know, big boys. And they're like, oh, man, we're just the fucking Houston Rockets. We're just, we're just Leeds United. We're not we're not really gonna, you know, get you the the big wins. I, I will say this though. Patrick Bamford with nine goals all from open play, pretty impressive. Yeah, he also I think has the most misses. Most most chances missed. Alright, so I just like alley ooped to Patrick Bamford compliment to you and you swatted it away like Matumbo? What do you mean? Yeah, I love the basketball references, by the way. Yeah, this is all they good. go off of. Very good. Um 
he dude he has missed a, sh- a shit ton of shots and that could just be me watching leads intently yeah they well they always say something about it so i'm i think i have like the impression that he is just somebody who misses a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but still i mean he gets a lot of opportunities it's kind of like the the Salah argument with you like dude gets a ton of chances he there are some times that Salah shoots the ball and i'm like what the fuck was that yeah like really bad yeah, yeah, yeah and i'm like this is a guy who's won two golden boots like what the fuck is going on <laughs> patrick bramford not two golden boots but still he scores a lot of goals so it's good for him I, leads are fun as fuck to watch, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I do like that they're so young. I love, like, Jack Harrison leads their team in assists, too, uh, tied with Click uh, with four, um, City guy. So I, I we love leads here. We I don't think they're actually any threat to go down. I mean, they are, what, seven points clear. They're also in the perfect position because they're, they're, like, the eighth or ninth highest scoring team, mm-hmm. but then they're the worst defensive team, so it puts them, like, right at... 14 where and I think be. what's going to end up happening is obviously next season, as long as Bielsa stays, they're just going to address that defense. Yeah. Right? Like they have enough firepower now where, hey, okay, it wasn't exactly like the Sheffield United year of last year for a team first coming up, but if they can address the defense, they're actually going to pretty be a pretty decent team. Next three games coming up Burnley, West Brom, Tottenham. I think. I think, as I mentioned before, I think that's six points. I think they beat Burnley. I think they beat West Brom. I think they got to win stuff. one. I think minimum they should get four. I think they could. I think how they play, they could get at Tottenham. Mm-hmm. They also kind of play into Tottenham's hands. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, counterattacking team. Yeah, Tottenham. I mean, Tottenham might have fifteen percent possession and win five nil. Potentially. Potentially, I'm. I'm real. I'm real out on Tottenham. Yeah, well, we'll get to that, too. It's not been a good two-game stretch for them. But, but real quick, last thing I have to say on Leeds. Yeah. Average possession. Mm-hmm. Manchester City, number one in the league, 63. Liverpool, number two, 62.6. Leeds, number three, 60.5. Which they even, have a ton of the ball. Even further makes me think that Tottenham might win 4 nothing, 5 yeah, nothing, 6 nothing. Um, yeah. In 13th place, sitting there oh, we're getting there, from maybe. London. At 18 points oh, is my second favorite Premier League team. Pour one out. The Eagles for Crystal Palace. Pour one out. Last two games. A 1-1 draw with West Ham, which with this year, with the table at what it is, actually a pretty decent result, especially building off of that 1-1 tie with Tottenham right before that. That came crashing to a halt in the next game. A 7-0 drubbing by Liverpool. Um, I, I look at the bright side of this, you know, when we're watching like Ohio state or we're watching the Cleveland Indians and we're like, oh man, they're winning eight, nothing. They're winning nine, nothing. They're winning big, mm-hmm. save some of the points. Yeah, Cause yeah. like, it's hard to go around. I think this is the opposite where it's like, they should have let Liverpool score 15 because then the defense is just like, all right, you know, we're going to be fine. We're not going to give up a goal for seven matches now. Yeah. I, I mean, again, uh, I, I obviously watched that game. Roy Hodgson at the end of it, he, first of all, he is like just the cutest geriatric man I've ever seen on the sidelines. Yep. He's just like, you know, every time he's sitting there watching, he looks like he's watching the first ever soccer game of his life. And he's uh-huh. like, this is great. Joyous. Like, yeah, he is, yeah, he is so happy. And he was pretty hard on himself and on them. And, dude, if you look at some of the finishes of that game, I mean... 
I've seen us miss those a thousand times. Yeah. Like, it was just a game where everything was going right. Similar to similar to when Liverpool got beat 7-2 by Aston Villa. Like, Ollie Watkins was fucking on, like, on another planet. So was Grealish, who, you know, he can play like that. But I think they were pretty... I think I don't think they need to be so upset about it. It was just one of those games where, you know, a really good team figured it out for 90 minutes, and that was kind of the end of it. Yeah, and I I don't know what else to say about them. They're really, I mean, with this team and the next one, Newcastle, I fall into that area where I'm like, I think 13th and 12th is kind of what they want, which is so weird to understand as like an american sports fan um it's still taking me some time to understand that like hey we want to finish like mid-table yeah and we want to finish consistently mid-table right and that's why in my head like they lost seven nil to to liverpool if that's in the u.s hodgson's gone oh true like yeah, like so and, and true. how they've how they finished the past couple of years you're just like why like what are we doing like survival is is the goal which is so weird to me but it is. I guess, I guess it really is the goal. Also, to to uh, bolster Palace even a little bit more, that first half, they had a couple chances, like really good chances. I mean, Andre, Andre, right? Andre Ayew? That's, uh, his, that's, yeah. his, that's his first name, right? Yeah. Ayew had like two opportunities where he probably should have scored and then he, he should have made an in, insanely better pass to Zaha, who mm-hmm. was trailing him. And they could have honestly been winning that game. Jordan Ayew. Jordan Ayew? Yeah. Oh, shit. Who's Andre Ayew? Oh, he played for Swansea. Yeah, but you might have also been thinking of Andros Townsend with an A. No, I definitely wasn't. I just didn't know the guy's name. All right, that's fine, that's fine. Jordan Ayew, he kind of fluffed too, and then once Liverpool got that second and third, you could kind of tell Chris Apostle was like, all right, fuck this. Yeah. Might as well. I'm out. Just pack it in. Yeah. Oh, well. It's it's just interesting, because if you go at anything, like, like I said, the sports fan that you've been your whole life, you're like, how does Roy Hodgson still have this job? But... Mid-table is, is probably their goal. And a team whose goal is probably mid-table right now, but I'm hoping that at some point they're going to really want to push for higher up the table. Newcastle. They are sitting at 12th on 18 points. Their two games in this short little stretch, 1-1 tie to Fulham, uh, and then a 5-2 loss to Leeds, I apologize. The Leeds game was before the Fulham game. When I'm looking at <laughs> Fat Mob, I actually see some of these Carabao Cup games. So I almost said Brentford with a 1-0 Can't loss. Can't believe Brentford's back in the Prem, dude. Yeah, crazy. But uh, 5-2 to Leeds, uh, 1-1 to Fulham. Not a good little stretch for Newcastle, especially because they came off of a 2-1 win at West Brom and a 2-0 win at Palace. Um I don't know what else. Like, dude, all right, ready? This is all you need to know about Newcastle, who are my second favorite team. Yeah. Conor Core are two teams battling it out right next to each other. Imagine all the teams in on the table, right? You're looking at the table. Yeah. All the teams can move, you know, throughout the table, whether yeah. they win or not. Newcastle, they're like they're like the pivot. They never move from that spot. Yeah. They are literally 12, 11, 12, 11, yeah. 10, 11, 12. And all the teams move around them, but they never fucking well, move Well, I actually somehow. think it's the opposite. I actually think that they're like the gateway to prominence or the gateway to detriment, where it's like Crystal Palace and Newcastle. Oh, so they have to go through Newcastle. And Crystal Palace. I think they're okay. both usually sitting there, oh. 12 and 13, where it's like 
12, 13, 14 right now with leads, mm-hmm. these three teams are in the section onto their own, right? Yes. Anybody above that where it's Wolves, Villa, City, Southampton, Tottenham, Chelsea, Everton, United, Leicester, Liverpool, they're actually good. Uh-huh. I think they're actually good teams. Anyone below them, actually bad. <laughs> and they're just like, they are, they Damn. are the mid-range. They are, they are average. Yeah. They are Newcastle average. Newcastle and Crystal Palace are, are average. average. They are, they are literally The definition of average. average. Um, both really similar where it's like both teams have attackers that I really like, uh-huh. really enjoy. Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson. Joel Linton. Uh, St. Maximine. Uh-huh. Uh, I like Andres Townsend on. Saint, another one? Who's another one for Newcastle? Almiron. Uh, Almiron. Like yeah. him. He's cool. He's They're dope. They have dope, cool players. Hendricks. But they're they're pretty average. Yeah, super, super. So. And also, I'm going to be coming out in the next two weeks with the second edition of the uh, Keeper's Corner. Carl Darlow, still, still very, very good. Hot, hot. He might actually be one of the only reasons that they're, they're average. Though. I I think that's probably true, and I would be willing to bet, like, like we said last week and the week before, if you're a middle-of-the-table team in the Premier League, if you're not one of those big, big six teams and we think you're pretty good, you have a good goalkeeper. Yes. Unless you're Everton. Yep. Oh, also, sorry, real quick, because mm-hmm. we're talking about average teams. Uh, you, I think you said to me you were pretty upset that Crystal Palace lost how good because Guide is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Dude, he had no chance on yeah. any, any of those goals. So I think he's had a really good year. I, yeah. Again, if you go leads on up minus Everton, the keepers are all pretty decent. True. Um, yeah, Everton is like like them all. All right, eleventh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Actually, a little surprised that they're sitting in this place. Twenty points uh, at eleventh. Their last two games, the two one win against Chelsea, which I thought was huge, uh-huh. especially because it was coming off of back to back losses: four nil to Liverpool, one nil to Aston Villa. Getting back on track, and then they lose two one to Burnley. So again, a mixed bag for Wolves. What's Nuno got to do? What What do you see for them in their future? Like, is this actually where they're supposed to be? Because I knew last week and maybe the week before you were pretty high on them. Yeah. Um. So obviously the the two one to Burnley was hard to swallow as a uh, Wolves stan that mm-hmm. I am. Um. They they had a lot of the ball. They had a decent amount of chances, but they it was just like that final third. They can't seem to get a goal, and I think that's because Raúl Jiménez is still gone. Yeah. Um obviously I, a huge loss. I think when he comes back, you're gonna see a better definitely, obviously definitely. obviously a better Wolves. Really good player. But right now they are just kind of floundering in that final third. Uh again, we mentioned it before. I'm definitely gonna be reading other people's opinions, what they think, because I can't conceivably know everything about every team here. That was exactly what I've heard a lot of people say is that wow. the loss of Raul Jimenez is really just affected how they're scoring, how they're setting up the team in general. I think once he's back, they're hopefully back on track. Uh, still a good team, though. Like Fun fact, Naftapod, I haven't looked at anybody's Wolves' opinion. That was my own opinion. There you go. Your opinion is everyone else's opinion. <laughs> yeah. um, but still think they're a pretty good team. Yeah, they're good. It, it's, it's crazy because, like I just said, anyone above Newcastle and Palace and Leeds, pretty good team. Yeah. And I'm shocked that they're in 11th, but then if you look up the table, not really yeah, that shocked. It's one of those things, too, where, like, West Ham isn't bad. 
Villa isn't Adela bad. Adela seems good. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, like, last year they weren't good. Yeah. Last year Villa wasn't good. Yes. Uh, Southampton was... Last year West Ham wasn't good. That's what I was just saying. Yeah, yeah. Literally just said You that. said Villa. I said both of them. Okay, sorry, sir. God, can you believe this guy? Jesus. Southampton, average. Like, Wolves had to probably... The way they're playing right now, there were so many teams that were just worse than them. And now those teams that were, were just, like, not very good are playing so much better. And yeah. I think Wolves is kind of like, oh, shit. Like, we better, you know, pick it up or we're not going to be a, a 6, 7, 8 team. We're going to be a 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Uh, sitting at 11. The, the team you just mentioned, though, West Ham. Uh-huh. They are directly mid-table yes. at 10th on 21 points. Mm-hmm. Just like Wolves, a little shocked that they're there. Uh-huh. Just because they have been playing well, their two game stretch, one one tie to Palace, three uh, 0 loss to Chelsea. Yeah, didn't look good against the Chelsea. I didn't think either. Yeah. Um, maybe one of the worst games they've played. Um, I think that the law of averages is finally kind of working out for them, where they are coasting and drifting back into the position that they should be in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Right around there is where we're going to see West Ham finish out. Yep. And this is just nature doing its best. Right. Um, I thought at times they looked good in the Chelsea game. The thing with them, though, is I think that they're consistent in their performances. And what I mean is I think when they play Burnley, or when I mean, I honestly don't know if they've already played some of these teams, and this could completely contradict what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. But I think when they play bad teams they get the job done and i think when they're playing good teams like if they're going to play liverpool or city i don't think they have that yet they're not going to shock them i think they're just a little bit above average where is exactly where they are um but they do but it's hard because they look good sometimes like they have some good players that are pretty consistent. They get goals. Anton- is Antonio back? He's been gone forever, I feel like. Yeah, that's a really great question. Let me double check here. But I, I just think that they are... I think they're a really good team at times, and I also... I don't think they're ever going to be super bad. I don't think they're ever going to be super good. I just think that they're going to be a little bit above average, and they're going to get the results that show that, and they're going to finish 9, 10, 11. They're going to finish in this like Villa, Wolves... Uh, Newcastle, probably Southampton, Everton area. So you asking if Antonio is back really threw me off because I was about to make a point. You said not really getting results against good team. 4-0 win against Wolves. Oh, true. 3-0 win against Leicester. Oh, true. 3-3 tie against Tottenham. 1-1 tie against City. 2-1 loss against Liverpool, which the game was very close. Yeah. Um, 2-1 win against Villa. Damn, so they have been losing to bad teams then. So they their losses are United, Chelsea, Liverpool, uh-huh. and Everton. Oh, those uh, are and, and Arsenal. Arsenal's the bad loss now. Yeah, it's a bad loss. And Newcastle. They've had a tough schedule, though. It looks like it. Yeah. So their next three games. Oh, man. I might have to reevaluate my West Ham. Next three games, Brighton, Southampton, and Everton. Two of those games are going to be really tough. I think they get the dub against, against Brighton. And then once they're off of the... Southampton, Everton, they have an FA Cup game, but then it goes Burnley, West Brom, Crystal Palace, and then back to Liverpool. So I think they're gonna they're getting to a point in the schedule where it's not as tough as it has been. Uh-huh. But again, 
I keep doing the same thing with City, where I'm looking at our schedule ahead to be like, all right, like, the fuck can I get Sheffield? Why the fuck can't I get Fulham right now? Obviously just had West Brom and fucked that up. There's just too many good teams. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. There are too many teams that... I, dude, I really think this, like, 2 to two to 11 right now, like, I'm looking at the table, 2 to 11, they could really beat anybody. Yeah, 2 to 11, all of them are fighting for a European spot in any other league, I think. Yeah, like, 11 is Wolves, Wolves and Wolves in League 1. Yeah, Wolves in League 1. In the Portuguese League, I think they win. <laughs> they are the Portuguese national team. Yeah. Only makes sense. So, um, West Ham Wolves kind of, I think, figuring out back where they're supposed to be. At nine, two games in hand, though. So keep that in Huge. mind. Huge. But at nine, Aston Villa sitting on 22 points. Their two games during this quick little stretch. Burnley, nil-nil tie. And then West Bromwich Albion, a 3-0 win. Definitely have to be disappointed with the Burnley result, just because they are so much better than that Burnley team. Um, next three games for Villa, Palace, Chelsea, United, then Liverpool, then Tottenham, then Everton. So, tough seas ahead for Jack Grealish and the boys. I think if they can come out the other end in a decent spot, getting a few results, we're actually looking at a team that will probably finish 7th, 6th, 5th. Somewhere around there. Of the three teams we just talked about. Yep. In my opinion, by far the best. Yep. Better uh, than Wolves. Better than West West Ham. Differences, though, you take one guy out of the, the mix there, yes. and they are way worse. Yes. Although Bertrand Traore is, is showing out a little bit yeah. right now. He's finally getting a, a good run of games, and he's playing really well. Um, I Dude, I like them a lot. Yeah. Two, two, goal, two games in hand. I mean, if they win both those games, they're in second. And Ross Barkley looks to be returning True. on the 26th of December, who, for all the jokes that we made earlier in the year, he actually was a big factor oh, for, dude, for them playing. I hate Ross Barkley because Ross Barkley's good. Yeah. I don't hate him because he sucks. Yep. Ollie Watkins having a great year, six goals. Uh, Grealish has five goals and six assists on the year. Um, just a fun team to watch. Like We always enjoy watching them uh fifth most big chances created uh number four in goals per match with a solid two flat and you know defense number is fourth with yeah. with goals conceded per match at 1.1 yeah Villa's cool i like them um i hope they do well because they're a team that i generally don't hate which is uh, a nice little change of pace from the normal top six so i hope they get in there yep Really impressed by Villa. Tough games coming up, so a month from now, let's talk have about, to look let's back. talk about your team. So, <laughs> all right. Going into Man City, sitting at 8th on 23 points. Game in hand. With a game in hand, which in a win could put them up the 4th, maybe 5th, somewhere around there, 3rd. 4th. Um, oh, depending fourth, on fourth, the goal difference. Fourth, yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting, their two games, a... 1-1 tie to West Brom that I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. A 1-0 win against Southampton, which I think is actually a pretty good result. I think Southampton's actually good. So, it's so interesting to say this about a Man City team, especially with the past three years, four years, however long back you want to go. We are the best defensive team in the Premier League. 
Yes, you are. Uh, 0.9 goals conceded per match is number one. We have the third most amount of clean sheets, actually tied for second with Chelsea. Um, our big issue is penalties conceded, which Kyle Walker leads the Prem in, three. <laughs> um, but we're, we have four altogether there. We can't score for shit. Uh, we were just mentioning, you know, you said Mo Salah, you know, has won a golden boot and he'll make chances and the shot will be suspect at best. A million miles away. That is our entire team right now. So. Dude, tell me what what is the one thing you'd change with Man City right now, if you could. Not saying bringing in a transfer with the current team you have. I know you know what it is. I'm accepting it into your brain. What is it? it if I can make one change. One change. I'd I play De Bruyne and Foden together. Okay, I just said Phil Foden play. But yeah. he looked sick today. I know. In the Carabao Cur- the Curab- the Cup the yeah. game. He looked so good. He had a sick little assist to Laporte. Did he have a goal? Yeah. He had a goal. Yeah. Dude. He he was literally Danny Sabias was like r- trying to chase him down. Phil Foden was running, like looking up for a pass, and Danny Sabias was behind him trailing, and he was just like, "Fuck this, man! I'm not chasing this little kid anywhere." And he just gave up. Phil and Phil Foden was just running through Arsenal. Granted, it's Arsenal, but still running through Arsenal's defense. Uh, he needs to play, if not every a game, a lot, a lot. He's got to play a lot. He's got to play a lot. He needs to play like every game for them. Because I'm scared of Phil Foden. Yeah. Phil Foden's, what, 19? 20, I think. Okay, 20? Let me do I'm 25 years old, and I'm terrified of Phil Foden. Should be. If Phil Foden came up to me at a bar, granted he wouldn't be allowed to be in one, but if he came up to me at a bar, I'd be like, oh my god. He's allowed to be in sick. one in, in the UK. Oh, is he? Yeah, 20. I don't know the rules there. Yeah. If he came up to me at a UK bar, I would be like, <laughs> dude, you're Phil Foden. I'm terrified of you. And he'd be like, you should be. And I'd be like, I am. And then I would get up and give him my seat because I'm terrified of him. Yeah, no, he's 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 good. <laughs> he's only played nine Premier League matches. Um, he's got a 6.99 okay, he's rating. he's played in nine games. He hasn't started them. Right, yeah. That's like that's like 20 minutes a game maybe, right? You're right. Yeah. That, that's really what we're looking at. Yeah, 23, 18, yeah, like that, nine. Like, that's like... It, it's it's not... That's like horseshit when someone's like, oh, I like I want to make 20 appearances. And you're like, okay, you'll make 20 appearances. Yeah. And you sub them in in, in the, the last... 86 minute. Yeah. yeah, like that's horseshit. No, nah, he's... I don't know why they don't do this. I don't know why they don't play him with De Bruyne. I think that now we finally have center backs that are playing really well. John Stones is just resurgent. I don't understand how that happened. The defense is playing great. Let's not do the Rodri and Fernandinho lineup because it just doesn't create enough offense. Yeah, because I actually saw that. I remember the one – I can't remember what game it was, but I saw that lineup and I was like, oh, I like this because, like, you guys are not going to give up a goal and you guys are going to win, win in the midfield a lot. But I was completely just forgetting that you guys don't know how to score a goal right now. Yeah. So, like, I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's If I had to make one, one adjustment and one thing that is with the transfer market – you have to bring in Erling Holland. Yeah, we were talking about that, um, about my team bringing in somebody uh, really good, and then your team bringing in Erling Holland, who is very good, and how 
how bad for the Premier League it would be, but how sick it would be for us. Yeah, it would just be so fun. Yeah. We'll talk about who, who are... I think we talked about it last week. Oh, did we? Yeah. It's Mbappe. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's Mbappe. But City... City Killian, game in hand. Killian Mbappe. City game in hand in eighth, 23 points. Uh, just got to figure out the offense. Uh, I don't think they're going to win the Prem this year. I just want to get us back in the Champions League spot. Top four. Seven. Southampton. 24 points. Maybe one of the more consistent teams on the year. True. And then I say that, and their run of games on this week, a 1-1 tie to Arsenal, which looks like an awful result. Mm-hmm. And then the 1-0 loss to Man City. So dropping points to two teams that are behind them in the table. Not a good look. But Hassan Hudel really has a good understanding of this team. They know what they're doing. They are solid, they are consistent, and I think what keeps them in this position more than anything, they take their chances, Mm -hmm. they don't make mistakes. Nope. Um, I'm going to read off some players. Yep. Uh, Yan, 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 Bednarek. No, other guy. Yannick Vestigard. Yeah. Bednarek Vestigard, potentially... The two best center back pair, the best center back pairing in the league. Not the two best center backs, mm-hmm. but the best pair in the league. Alex McCarthy has been pretty good. Um, I don't think he's like an incredible goalie. Uh, Ryan Bertrand and Kyle Walker Peters, very good. Yeah. Deez. Then we got Theo Walcott. See, he's been out of his mind recently. Yeah. Uh, pretty pretty sad that Danny Ings got hurt again mm-hmm. in the City game. Dude, Oriol Romeo, mm-hmm. out of nowhere, mm-hmm. looks really good. Uh, James Ward Prowse looks really good. Shea it, Adams. Shea but, Adams has. I, I said in the beginning of the year, like a Shea. Are you trusting Shea Adams? Probably shouldn't. And they have, and he's been pretty fucking good. That left side, they usually go between uh, uh, Gineppo, Um Who else do they usually put there? Red, Redman. No. Yeah, yeah, Redman, who's who's kind of old, but he's always gets it done. They have that blazing fast. Yeah, he. They have that Nathan Tella guy, uh, who's. Teo, actually, I think, who's, like, pretty good. Um, Shane Long is there. Stuart Armstrong's still there. I mean, they have some guys who, I think it was you who said this last week, they're a bunch of specialists. They're a bunch of, like, yep. like six men, uh, specialist players, yep. but they all are in the positions that they're good at, and they just, they like, it's it's almost like Hassan Huda was just like, okay, go do these, like, two things. And this guy's going to do their two things, and, and we're going to put it all together, and it's going to be fucking dope. This is a team of role players That's that what you said. start, that put in a shift. Thanks for making me flounder around the world. That's words. fine. They are role players that put in a shift, and if they are on FIFA, their work rate is just high, high. Oh, on, yeah. On yeah. And, yeah. And they yeah, hustle... Yeah. And they want to win for each other. Alex McCarthy, the goalkeeper, he has a high attacking work rate. Absolutely. And then, and then, and then, and then, Danny Ings, high, 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 everything. That's yeah. why he gets hurt all the time. Yeah. Harry Kane is potentially the poor man's Danny Ings. <laughs> <laughs> quite possibly. Quite possibly. Harry Harry uh, Harry uh, Kane wants to be playing for Southampton. For Southampton, you think so? Oh, dude. Yeah. Okay. Hundred percent. Anyway, Southampton, all these glowing, beautiful things, and they still only got one point at the two games. Um, Take my segue. Their three matches coming up, Fulham, 
West Ham, and then the big match against Liverpool on January fourth. Um, so this, the the senior team versus the yeah. versus the reserves. The, the not in, not in a shitty way, but just the, we always take people from what Southampton. But um, I love you, Southampton. Still look really good. Like I'm, we're not, neither one of us are deterring uh, off them for being a good team based on these last two. <laughs> but results. let me just say, yeah, it was not long ago where John said. This is potentially the worst Southampton team in a while. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't uh, even think either. I don't, like, I don't even think I called you out on it either. No, you're like, oh, that sounds like a decent opinion. I was like, I don't think they're that bad. Yeah. Uh, a team that I thought, again, was really good. And now I'm looking at the table, and all of a sudden they're sitting in sixth. Tottenham on 25 points, mostly because of their last three results in the league. But the two that we're going to talk about today, a 2-1 loss to Liverpool and then a 2-0 loss to Leicester. What's going on with Mourinho? They got a taste of the top of the table and have fallen on hard times in the past three matches. Um, so I was, if I remember correctly, I was not high on Spurs at all. You were high on Spurs. I was high on Chelsea. Yeah. You were not high on Chelsea. Yep. Um, both teams have not played very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say I thought Leicester would beat them, and I was right. And I thought Liverpool would beat them, and I was right. And I don't care what – I respect the shit out of Jose Mourinho. Um, I would absolutely hate to play for him. Mm-hmm. Not because of his personality or anything like that. I would hate to have to sit there and fucking defend – all goddamn day and then be like oh okay we got the ball let's do one counter let's try to score okay because here's the thing right we talk about Salah missing chances we talk about any uh, uh, any player missing chances Patrick Bamford missing chances you're not going to be 100% you're not going to even be 60% or Mm -hmm. 50% you have to create a ton of chances to get goals you cannot rely on Five chances a game, scoring two goals, and winning 2-1 or 2-0 or whatever. And when he sits there and goes, oh, well, we should have had, you know, uh, not Aurier. Um, Bergwijn should have scored one of his two. The, the guy had two shots on goal the entire game. Mm-hmm. You can't expect him to make every single shot he's going to make just because that's how you want to play. You At some point, you have to create more chances. You have to have more of the ball. And I think it's just very – I think it's very – uh, like selfish of him to take that away from some of these players because I think they have so much talent on that team and I think it's being wasted. So both of us don't really like Mourinho, but he has done actually a pretty decent job coaching that team this year. True. I, I personally think one of the biggest things that I have to call out is like, is Gareth Bale never going to play working his way back from an injury. Still he played 45 minutes against Leicester but before that, it was kind of nothing. I just feel like that's a waste. I, I think if you can have him figure it out and be at the top with Kane and Son, that team's so hard to beat. Right, but but it's only hard to beat if they use those players. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just, again, I think it's so... After the Liverpool game, the guy was talking to him about the reporter was talking to him about, you know, oh, you know, do these players have what it takes to win a champ, like win a Premier League title? You know, there's players in this team that have, were at a Champions League final, and Mourinho goes five of them, 
and I looked at the roster, there's way more than five people. I can name five off the top of my head that were on that team. And it, it's just so... I understand to a degree that he's trying to not put his players under pressure, not have to have them answer stuff. He's, you know, creating the narrative. He's doing all that shit. But it's to me, it's like kind of a, a total lack of respect for the players. And he just thinks that he is so much better. Like, he is such a good manager. He's so much better that, you know, he's what matters. And they listen to him. And he even said that during the interview. He's like, uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna know that I was right about what I said about having to take our chances and do this and that. Dude, Harry Kane is so good. Son is so good. I think Lucas Moore is pretty good. Bergwijn is really good. And Domblay. Uh, Lo Celso looks incredible. Hugo Lloris is really fucking good. They have so much talent on that team. And for me, for Mourinho to just say, all right, sit back. You're going to get five chances a game. If you don't do it, fuck you guys. Like, that to me, that's super disrespectful. Agreed. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've been holding on to that for a couple days, so... I don't have much to add, but let me go in on the team that you are higher on, uh-huh, which uh-huh. is next in the table, Chelsea, sitting at fifth, 25 points. The last two results they've had, 2-1 loss to Wolves, 3-0 win uh, against West Ham. I am now coming around to a little bit more of your thought process. I think this is the rare occasion where... I'm right. No, I wasn't going to say that. The rare occasion where I actually think the players on this team are good and Uh are going to be really good. Yes. And the coach, I don't think, is at that level yet. I would agree. Which is actually what we were just talking about with Tottenham, so it's not rare at all. Somewhat. Somewhat. Yeah. I, okay, I think, to, to what you're saying, I think Lampard is... A work in progress. I think he could be a good coach. There are like some of those people though, like Terry Henry, right? Awful, bad coach. Bad coach for whatever reason. Bad coach. Oh. And if you would have been like before he ever had a coaching job, like Michael, do you think Terry Henry would be a good coach? I'm like, oh, for sure, probably. But there's some people that just can't translate it to teaching. Yeah. Um, there could like Frank Lampard, very good, obviously. Uh, might not be able to translate it to like coaching, teaching the players. Um. I th- I personally think he'll be fine. The the only question is Chelsea are probably the most notorious for getting rid of their managers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean the longest tenure Chelsea manager is like what two years probably two and mm-hmm. a half. Will they give him time to figure it out? Figure out his coaching style and, and his best you know eleven and whatever. Because uh, they're still what fifth or sixth sixth. They're, um, they're fifth. They're fifth? Okay. Yeah. They're, they're fifth right now, so they're right on the edge. Um, or will they ha- like get impatient and get rid of them? They have so much talent, though, I don't think they're going to fail. Yeah, and I think that they have a really good track record of, in the second half of the season, winning one or two games against a big club to mm-hmm. make you be like, all right, they're on the verge. They're on the precipice. Um, they, in my opinion, will not break through to win the league until they either get a new coach that is at the same level as those players, or if Lampard just like figures it out, I just am not that impressed with him. Right, which is crazy to say. He's in fifth, like, and and he hasn't done anything wrong. Just don't, you know. I don't 
I don't think that highly of him. You don't... Okay, so... And it's so shitty to compare to someone like Klopp. Or, or not Mourinho, Jesus Christ. Or Guardiola. Although, like, Mourinho, you do see, like, Mourinho in those sides. Like, mm-hmm. when you watch Spurs play, you see Mourinho. Yep. Right? When you see City play, maybe not right now, but for sure in the past three years, you've seen Guardiola. When you watch Liverpool, you see Klopp. When I watch Chelsea, I see a lot of talent just kind of doing stuff out there. Yeah, it's like they're they're out there playing. They're not out there executing yeah, game it's, plans. It's like, you know, you got 11 guys... And three of them have this little idea in their head, and when they when one of those three gets the ball, they all pass it between mm-hmm. each other, and if they can make a goal, that's sick. Mm-hmm. But if the other three get the ball, then they're doing something completely different, and there's just not really any cohesion, I guess. Um, but like I said, there's just so much talent on that team. Yeah, that it it's gonna it's gonna figure itself out. I think they have the probably the second or third most talent in the league for sure. I agree with that for sure. Yeah, and I also think. Best transfer of the entire year has to go to getting Edward Mendy because if he's not back there, they're not sitting in this position. No. At all. Agreed. Although, I think that was more about how bad Kepa was than how good necessarily he is. I think he's good. I think he's good too. I think he's but real I'm not, good. I don't think he's like top five. Top five, top. Allison, Ederson. Darlow. Darlow. You think that Lourdes. they're in the same place, Lloris? You think they're in the same place with Carl Darlow? Schmeichel. Dude, Darlo, I think Darlow's so good. I guess we're going to have to wait for your keeper's corner to, yeah. to actually get a full breakdown. Let's not, let's not forget, like, two games ago, Edward Mendy... He made a it. mistake. Uh-huh. That, but, like, as a goalie, like, making a mistake as a midfielder is, like, fine. M- mistake as a goalie is something that can't happen. At fourth... <laughs> The blue side of the Liverpool, uh, we have Everton, 26 points. Their two games in the stretch, a 2-0 win against Leicester and a 2-1 win against Arsenal. They are on a run of three really good results. Chelsea win, Leicester win, Arsenal win, which came off of two pretty bad results. The loss to Leeds and a tie to Burnley. What do you make of Ancelotti? the resurgence of the Toffees, and where do you think they're going to finish? Somehow, even given those results, of the top six teams, I think they're the worst one. You do? Yeah. I can't believe they're there, actually. Well. Based on, based on like, the past month, month or month and a half. I, I don't think they're the most surprising team in the top six. I think probably United is, right? Yeah. True. Them and, yeah, them and United are, like... But this is the thing, right? When they won those two games and I looked at the table, I actually looked at the table and I was like, how far did Spurs drop after losing two games? And I looked and I saw Everton at two at the, at that moment. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, how are they in second right now? Two. True, true. But I, I, I guess that's more of a testament to how close just the league is right now yep. than how good they are. I still think Chelsea and Spurs are better than them, though. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, no, I could, I could definitely see that. I think they're definitely more consistent, which is like consistency was one of the things we were just talking about. Them needing to do a little bit better with Chelsea and, and oh definitely yeah, yeah. Tottenham, but they are more consistent. I have more confidence in in Chelsea and Tottenham than I do with Everton. Um, but I think Ancelotti's done a job. I think he's a really good coach. Yeah, I think that the more they can get these players to play together, they do have talent 
you know, James Rodriguez is someone that I feel like I haven't gotten to talk about much, but he has their highest average fought mob rating, which is kind of what we go off of and look at. Um, DCL, 11 goals. Uh, Lucas Dinier, four assists leading the team. Yeah. Um, definitely a lot of talent. Got to keep Richarlison on the field. Got to keep everyone healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think they actually are going to compete for a European spot the whole rest of the way, rest of the year. Um, I do, though, like you just said, I think they are at the level of, hey, probably not as good in my mind as a Southampton. I don't think they're as good as City, but City's just down right now. I do think that they are more like Villa, West Ham around there, um, even though they're sitting in fourth, in my own opinion. Yeah. Weirdly enough, to me, they're a lot like Villa. They're a lot like Villa, but they're very different in the same respect because... I think Villa have, of those two teams, the far and away best player. Mm-hmm. And then I think the next, like, four players are, like, Everton guys. Mm-hmm. And then you can start to go, like, okay, Ollie Watkins and, uh, fuck, who's who's a an Everton person? I was thinking, like, James Rodriguez, Richarlison, uh, Calvert-Lewin, Dinier. Um, Yeri Mina. Yeri, I mean, Yeri Mina is like, he could be a good defender either way. Like, Tyron Mings, him and Tyron Mings are a lot alike. Yep. Um, I think everyone else is pretty around the same. Villa have the best player, and then Everton have, like, those four Everton guys that we always talk about are, like, the next best players. And yeah. I think that kind of evens them out yeah. to the same. If you got Grillish with those four dudes, that would be a legit top. If you could put Villa and Everton together as one team. Very good team. Very good. Yeah. Next three matches for Everton, they actually play tomorrow against United in the Carabao Cup, which actually will be a pretty good game. Um, but in the league, Sheffield United, uh, Sheffield United, Man City, and West Ham got to come away with six points, I feel like, in your mind there somewhere. Yeah. Um, it'll be a tough game against City. I'm not super confident as a City fan Tough even going against, against them. Too. And it'll be a fun game to watch against West Ham on New Year's Day. Um, big road ahead for Everton. I think they're going to compete for a Europa spot. Um, but again, law of averages, I do think they're going to fall down a little bit. Like I mentioned before, biggest surprise of the top three for sure. With a game in hand. True. Man United, 26 points. Uh, sitting at third. We talk shit about Ole all year. Rightfully so. You think so still. The two results that they had during this little stretch, a 3-2 win against Sheffield and then a 6-2 win against Leeds. They are scoring goals aplenty now. Um, They have dropped into Europa, right? Mm -hmm. So probably not as much stress and strain on the players in that regard. Um Next three games, Everton, Leicester, and Wolves, and then Villa, um, and then Liverpool in the league. So really tough stretch coming up. We'll see where they're sitting at after that. But what's your take on the Gunner and the Red Devils? So really good away from home. Six games, six wins. 19 goals scored, or nine conceded. Okay, 18 points away from home. Before this last game, Against Leeds, so that was a six to two win. Mm-hmm. They were one, two, and three at home. They had scored three goals and uh, conceded ten. Yep. All right. 
I I cannot call you a great team, a good team, whatever, if that is your home performance. And the only reason that I would even consider it is because your away performance, for whatever reason, is so fucking good. I don't know why they play so well away. Makes no sense to me. I'd mm-hmm. like to actually look at what games are away and what games they've had that are home and look at the competition. I think it's probably pretty similar. But, dude, you're, you're absolutely right because when I watch them, they usually start like shit. They have these incredible like second-half comeback type things. It, it doesn't make any sense to me at all how United are so good and how are they in this position and how if they got their game in hand right now and won, they would be... Uh, two points off the top with 29. It does. It just doesn't make sense to me because I don't think Ollie is very good. I, I don't think United is very good either. I, I think that if we go back, Leeds, Sheffield, uh, City, obviously I have to think that's a tough game. West Ham, Southampton though, um, West Brom, Everton, lost to Arsenal, crazy. Uh, makes no sense. I just lost to Tottenham 6-1, tied Chelsea, I just don't think that they've played the schedule that, like, they haven't gotten to the meat and potatoes of their schedule. Like I just mentioned, the ones coming up, Everton, Leicester, Wolves, Villa, Liverpool. Yeah. Like, those four games, five games coming up, are going to be a test. And they could, I could conceivably see them dropping 15 of the points. I think we're really harsh on United, too, because we just don't like them. I hate United. But I don't think this is that good of a team. Huh. Um, and I think that might be com- that might be coming to a head with these next five matches. But we could also eat Crow, and they could win four Yeah, or five. it seems like every time we say this, they actually get some pretty good results. And yep. then when we shut up about them, they lose to Bessex here and lose to uh, RB Leipzig and... Yeah. It dropped out of uh, Champions League. So yeah. let's just shut up, actually. Um, top two spots. I, I want to highlight this just because this is the difference between a team that I believe is just going to win the league pretty handedly now with everyone else kind of scrapping it out for two through eight uh, and a team that is trying their best to even compete. Leicester sits at second. They have 27 points. They are 9-0-5. So nine wins, zero draws, and five losses. Liverpool, top of the table with 31 points. They have nine wins as well, but four draws and one loss. And the perfect summation of that is, I believe it was Andy Robertson on your team that says, hey, if we're not going to win, we just can't lose. True. Um, But Leicester's at second. I've always said most complete team uh, in the Prem. They had a little dip in form a few weeks back that had me a little worried losing the Fulham, losing a Europa League game, losing really badly to Liverpool. But the two games... Huh? We're going to lose. We drew. We drew Fulham. No, no, no. Leicester. Oh, I thought you were talking about us. Jesus Christ. Oh, my bad, you guys. Um, So, last two matches in in this week, though. 2-0 loss to Everton, which I thought maybe the wheels were coming off again. They followed it up with a 2-0 win at Tottenham. Um, consistent. I, I think this is the the thing that we always talk about with like Major League Baseball teams here in the U.S. and NBA teams is you can't have a loss derail you. You right. can't have a loss turn into another loss, turn into another loss, turn into a losing streak. And I think that's something that Lester's just really good at. 
The difference is, is like I just said, if you know you're not going to win, you got to just not lose. And that's the difference between them and, and Liverpool right now. And shout out, first of all, two, two Leicester City players. Jamie Vardy leads them in goals. Mm-hmm. 11 leads them in assists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and leads them in the foot mob rating, 7.60. Also, a little under the radar shout out, Wesley Fofana, center back for Leicester City. Dude is 20 years old, 6'3". He is fucking super good. Yeah. They, they're, they like good. I said, I, I don't take back any of the things about them being a complete team. I think they're a very complete team. They're very, very good. And they are going to be, if not in the Champions League, which I think they will, I think they actually are going to finish second. I think this team finishes second. Um, but they're they're definitely Gotta start in Europe. Some draws. Gotta start turning those losses into draws, though. Definitely in Europe. I want to spend a little bit more time. This pod's going on for a while now, but a little bit more time on Liverpool. Their two results since we were gone, 2-1 win at, at Tottenham, which I thought Tottenham had a chance to win. For um, sure. And then 7-0 absolute bombing of Crystal Palace. They're the best team in the league. I don't think it's even close, and you guys are still playing at 60%. Yeah, we don't have uh, – we're supposed to get Tiago back, which will be sick. The thing is, Tiago's going to come back in the midfield. You're going to have Wijnaldum. You're going to have Henderson. Curtis Jones looks great right now. He played unreal against Spurs. Navi Keita, I mean, he gets hurt a lot, but he's pretty good. Dude, next year, you know what our center back partnership's going to be? Van Dyke and Fabinho. Mm-hmm. Fabinho's going to be a center back. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be a fucking good center back. And Joe Gomez is going to go back down to you know, back up, and he's going to keep training and stuff, and then when one of those people leave or retire or or whatever, Joe Gomez is actually going to have legit experience and all that stuff. He's going to be a legit center back going forward. Somehow, I don't know how it happened, um, Fabinho has literally saved our our back line. Yeah. I think it's just you have a bunch of players that are are really talented, and they want to play as well as they can for Klopp, and that's the... That's the culture in the locker room. That's the culture of the entire team. Um, you guys are going to be the favorites to win this thing unless you're looking at 538 for the next five years, I think. And then that's just how it is because you get the most out of your players. You're smart about the scouting. Uh, and Klopp is a motivator. and Klopp gets it done. So Yeah. They, they – I mean, you always, like, sit there and wonder. I, I actually was reading something about how – Leroy Sané is like falling out with Dortmund or not Dortmund with Bayern right now and how like he the coaches like think he doesn't want to do stuff he doesn't want to try so you know all that criticism kind of we had of Pep saying that you know you got to take that guy under your arm whatever it might actually just be like a Leroy Sané problem but I I truly think that if if you're about to say that Leroy Sané is going to go to Liverpool I'm going to jump out the window no 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 that's not I'm going to say but I, I truly think that Klopp is one of those coaches. That Leroy Sané and Mbappe on the front line. I'll jump out the fucking window. <laughs> Can you imagine if we didn't lose anybody? Just had those five I people. Um, what I was going to say, though, before I was rudely interrupted, Sorry. is that I think Klopp is one of those managers that you could take any player. Yep. And and regardless of their attitude or whatever it is, and I don't know, Leroy Sané could be the nicest person ever, not doing anything wrong, completely, completely misunderstood. But if he is, like, you know, completely all about himself, whatever, blah, 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 
you could take Lurasane, you could put him with Klopp, and for and give him an hour, and Klopp would be like, you know, you're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, blah blah blah, and Lurasane would be like, okay, I'm in, I'm in, I'm I'm invested. I, I, I think there's an aspect of that that we're not even considering, or you might not be considering that. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that at all, but mm-hmm. I think there's also the right personalities in that locker room. Where if Leroy Sané was in that locker room, Virgil Van Dyke, Robertson, and Henderson would be at his locker, basically saying, "What the fuck are you doing?" True. And I don't think after Vinny left at City, we didn't have anyone like that to to just go to someone's locker and just be like, "Yo, what the fuck?" Somehow this devolved into a City. Liverpool conversation, but yeah, well, because because Leroy Sané was on yeah, City, yeah. And so that that's that's why like I think you make that connection, yeah. Um, but that that is true because you know you could hear all the shit that the players say on the field now, dude. I hear Jordan Henderson screaming at people, yep. like literally, like I'm like, oh my god, he's being such a fucking dickhead. Like, you need that though, right? And that, but then you see like them after the game, and I'm ser- sitting here listening to him scream at Trent, you know, whatever. And then after the game, they're sitting there joking around. It's because, like, they he respects that, and he's like, okay, this dude want like, they all want them to do well. And yep. we just have, like, a great team chemistry right now. Uh, it doesn't matter who is playing. I'm honestly, I'm back. Because, like, I was low-key, like, kind of like, man, it sucks not having our best players. Like, it sucks that we could lose any of these games. After the Spurs game and after this Palace game, I'm, like, fully back in to loving this team no you guys are solid yeah i don't think it's gonna be even close i think you're gonna win and i think what's gonna end up happening is the distance put between you guys and like i said two through eight is gonna be pretty big i don't know not pretty big like last year but pretty yeah, big it's not gonna be like it'll be year. it'll be 10 points i think damn so i'll take it um that's the recap we're not gonna do predictions we're not gonna do a vibe this pod's gone we will on. post Super, super long. We will post the predictions on our Instagram. Check it out at NAFTAfootball.com. That, but also Instagram at NAFTAfootball. Yep, I wasn't listening, per always. Yes. Um, for Michael, uh-huh. I'm John. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much. Rate, subscribe. Rate. Give us feedback. Four stars, five stars. Tell us that we suck. Love to hear it. I would. But until next week.